Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about Luigi's Mansion and going back to the year 2001. At the time of recording, it is October the 20th, 2022. I am Ash the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. How are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? Is that intro getting shorter? Because... Oh man, I was just like, I was like, Hey, it's my turn to talk already. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, d- doing good, doing good over here. Um, it's, it's still hot. <laughs> oh yeah. It was kind of warm today. I, that's, that's part of the reason I decided to take a walk, um, oh, yeah? this afternoon. Yeah. It was to get outside and enjoy the 70 something degrees it was and, mm-hmm. uh, get some vitamin D and just get the heck out of the house for a little bit. Yeah, that the high seventies weather is kind of like my favorite um weather. I think that's just like perfect for me personally. Um I think we, we had eighty four and eighty eight yesterday. <laughs> it was not fun. Uh well, I mean it wasn't bad or anything. It's like not like didn't have to run to the air conditioner or anything. It's just um just a warm one. But yeah, other other than that, things been okay. The weather or uh, the uh, days are getting shorter, um, and uh, I, I got I learned what uh, SAD is the uh, um, seasonal affective disorder <laughs> because I, I think I might be affected by it, <clears throat> and I I don't man I just don't know what it was. I just like had this funk where like you know my I think my boss asked me so like what's going on? I'm like well it's just really nothing to look forward to. Like, <laughs> that's what I said. And he's like, I think, do you have SAD? You seem like you have SAD. Um, I mean, you know, it also could just be standard kind of depression. <laughs> it, it could be too. And honestly, you know, just to, for your little mental health minute here, um, I, yeah, I had not felt so, you know, I, it's my whole life. I've kind of just been like, oh, I feel sad. It's like, wait, you know, I got plenty to be happy about, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I've got, you know, my freedom, I can go outside and take a walk, you know, whenever I want to, like, what's there to be sad about? Like, yeah, you, you can't bright side yourself out of everything though. It, exactly. <laughs> and that has never felt more true than lately. I was just kind of like, everything just felt very routine. Um, until kind of today I had a little bit of a breakthrough, um, which I, got together with some coworkers and played a board game, which I'll talk about a little bit later. And I felt very energized. Like that felt very good. Um, and I think what it was is just, I hadn't maybe been as social as I normally have been. I, you know, like I didn't get a chance to like get a good laugh in, you know, you can't never underestimate the power of a good laugh, you know? (laughs) So, um, so yeah, that felt, that felt good. And I felt immediately like way better more than I had been in the past couple of weeks. Well, good. So yeah. Um, I'm glad that I'm on the bright side of, or seemingly on the other side of it rather than me coming on here and be like, well, here we go again. Another episode <laughs> of the podcast, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, well, you know, all that being said, it's good to, it's good to also like, just pay attention to yourself if you can. The way, you know, the way that you were feeling, maybe if, if it was different, you know, particular times of day that it was worse, uh-huh. any different patterns, anything like that. Because the more, like, the more aware of it you can be, like, the more you can do to help. Not that, 
<laughs> not that you'll just have like, you know, Jedi mind trick yourself, like be able to just be like, well, I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah. Um, cause nobody can do that, but you know, just paying, paying attention to yourself. I'm only saying that cause that's what I try to do. These are um, not the feelings you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, something I, I did l- look up recently and learn, and I actually purchased a, uh, a gratitude journal. And, okay. um, this is sort of like the closest thing to a Jedi mind trick that I've heard. And it's just, you don't need a, a journal to do this. I just happened to buy one cause they had supplementary material in it and I wanted to support the YouTube channel I saw it on. So, um, it's, it's just taking some time a couple times a week and just writing some things down that you're grateful for. And that sort of just sort of flips a little switch in your mind. Like you're just thinking of good things, you know, not necessarily that that's going to change your mood overnight, but it's just kind of, it's just a, a commonality for how people work their way out of depression is this sort of, you know, idea of just paying attention to, to things, you know, cause we, we tend to focus a lot on the negative. Again, it's not a one, you know, one size fits all fixes every single problem, but it's a, it, it's a small adjustment that makes a big difference over time. Yeah. I mean, and you know, anything that you can do to help yourself be in a more positive state of mind, yeah. um, that, that is genuine to yourself. Yes. You know? Yeah. I did something, uh, this past weekend also just completely unrelated to yeah. this. Uh, I went to, um, my local Ren fair. And if this sounds like deja vu, uh, I went again. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, so this was my second trip this year. I think last time I, I talked about, maybe I talked about, maybe I forgot to talk about it, but I, I went, or maybe actually maybe it was after the show. I went to the Ren fair two weekends in a row. Okay. Am I, am I a nerd now? Like is, <laughs> uh, I mean, how many swords did you buy? Uh, none, none. I'm, oh, okay. I'm too cheap. Um, but, <laughs> uh, I mean, I love the artists and everything and I want to support their work, but I, I don't need any swords. Um, <laughs> uh, might change my mind. If the z- zombie apocalypse were to occur in the near future. I will I'll wish I bought those swords, but yeah. And anyway, um, I, so I went with our, one of our uh, fans and listener, Gerald RX 40, <laughs> um, the weekend before last. And then this past weekend, my boss had actually invited me out and he's been going to this Ren fair for decades and oh, wow. he pretty much like knows like someone in every other tent that we walked over. It was really funny. Um, just cause he's in sort of the LARPing scene and you know, a lot of these people like doing LARPs. So, um, <clears throat> live action role play, if you will. Um, so th- anyway, it was just a, it was good to get outside and, you know, Sometimes I get my, my social being sort of an introverted person. Uh, I say through osmosis, which is the wrong term, but just, just being around people and talking like that makes me feel more social. Yeah, um, that's fair. So even though I don't necessarily talk to a lot of people there, but, uh, but that was fun. Nice. Um, yeah. Anything about your, your weekends that you want to talk of, of note before we jump into the news? Uh, yeah. I mean, I went to my stepsister's wedding. This past weekend, that was nice. I saw, I saw a picture. You have a lovely family. Thanks. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice time, and it was good to see her. I haven't seen her in a few years, and actually saw my other stepsister who lives on the other side of the country, um, and I haven't Ooh. seen her in a number of years either. So it was great. It was a nice little get together. 
I think there might have been something else that I just can't remember right now. I mean, you know, I got to hang out with my parents. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still feel like I'm forgetting something, but... When you sure. remember, you can just blurt it out. I'll be talking about the news and you just say, oh, actually, I did this. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the show must go on. Um, shall, sure. we, shall we do the news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Konami announced the Silent Hill 2 remake, Silent Hill F, a new movie, and more, according to this Game Informer article. And uh, I have never played a Silent Hill game, mm, I must admit. Okay. Yeah. Never. How about you? Um, no, no, I've never played Silent Hill, but I watch a streamer who's part of a, a kind of part of the Silent Hill 2 community, Silent Hill series community. Okay. Um, I'm just going to give a shout out cause he actually shouts us out all the time on his, uh, stream, but, uh, cunning underscore links. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think did, did you rated him? Okay. I was going to say, did I raid them or they rated me? I couldn't remember. It was when, when I was playing Half-Life 2. And I think he was playing Monster Hunter or something random, I think, at the time. Maybe, well, maybe I know. I think, I think he was playing Half-Life 2 at the time that I raided him. But I've, wow. I think he's been playing a bunch of other things, obviously. Yeah. I- anyway, he's been, you know, he plays Silent Hill 2 regularly. I think probably like once a month or something oh, wow. on his stream. Okay. Like a lot. Um, and he's really, really trying to get me to play Silent Hill 2. Um and I guess there's a community patch that you can download that allows you to play it on PC, but you, you got to have the Steam, or excuse me, the CD ISOs to actually do it. So, you know, you can consult your local uh, search engine for those. But um, but anyway, uh, this is cool and exciting. It, it seems like Konami's kind of doing a shock and awe shotgun approach to... Silent Hill, they're like, we're going to give you a bunch of Silent Hill crap, and <laughs> hopefully you like some of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I think this is great for fans of the series, and maybe, maybe I'll finally check it out. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not big into horror games. Yeah. Um, I say is a fan of the Half-Life games, which I feel like are also kind of horror games. <laughs> yeah. But not in the same way. Um, it's, it's interesting, you know, Silent Hill is a kind of a psychological thriller a little bit, you know, it's just, there's a lot of eeriness involved and it's, it's a very sort of melancholy story. Um, but somewhere in there from what I've seen, it's, it's kind of beautiful in a way. So there's a lot of dread and sadness, but it just, it's like a a nice painting, you know? (laughs) Okay. You might have sold me. That's the best pitch I've ever heard for Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say much for the original, but Silent Hill 2 has quite the following. Um, and unfortunately, they did re-release the games for like PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 at some point. But uh, it's like the Silent Hill 2 HD, I believe it's called. But it's just, it wasn't a very, they didn't do a good job. Okay. <laughs> long story short people genuinely don't there's a reason that people go out of their way to play this community patched pc version so all right so yeah here's some more silent hill but the the the, the other thing that i uh, was called out i saw on another news channel is that they, they didn't really announce any release dates for any of that stuff so sometime in the future <laughs> yep one day one day exactly when it's done yeah yeah, right. That's true. 
So unless you got something else on Silent Hill. No, I'm good. Uh, next thing, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden um, are to go multi-platform in January. So uh, they're going to be released on the PS5, Xbox, and Switch on uh, October 21st. So Ooh, and PC on Steam. Oh, that is very cool. See, that's that's kind of what I anyway. That's 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 very exciting. Oh yeah, I mean, so Persona Four is already there, but I mean Persona Three. Sorry, that's that's when that is coming. Yeah. So those seem like you know good portable games. So just I mean having them available on the Switch, you know, and if you got one of those fancy Steam decks, um, having it on PC on Steam. Yeah, I'm curious to see what it's rated for on the Steam Deck. Like, as yeah. far as, like, if it's playable. I'm really curious about that with Persona 5, since that actually releases tomorrow. Uh, Persona 5 Royal yeah. releases on everything tomorrow, you know, other than PlayStation, because it's been there for a while. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty much as far as anything I've tried actually works in some capacity. It's okay. just, um, a lot of it has to do with, like, whether or not it is ideal on the Steam Deck. It's like, oh, well, this text is a little small. So we're going to give it the playable. Um, so it's just a little hard to read sometimes. Or, hey, uh, it, sometimes the con- you know controller inputs um, aren't detected as controller inputs. You know, still playable. <laughs> but it, it when it says playable, it sounds so much worse than it is, I guess. So I've I've been really impressed. I would be... Unless there's some sort of crazy DRM that, you know, uh, basically bans Linux platforms from, you know, using it, I would be surprised if it didn't work. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked to be able to get these for the Switch at some point because yes, they're coming to Game Pass and I could play them on my TV, but Persona Four, the Golden, like I played that on my Vita and I loved it, and mm-hmm. as even though I've been playing Persona Five on my ps4 it's taken it's been taking me forever to get through the game so i'm actually going to pick up five royal on the switch because i'm sure i will play through it faster on my switch um because i will just have that with me everywhere yeah exactly i find that i finish games faster and i'm more likely to finish them in general if i can have them portably you know accessible right yeah, so I'm I'm pretty stoked, and I know that they add some stuff in Persona Five uh, Royal as well that that I have not experienced in the original game. It's just sad that I haven't finished the original game yet. Yeah, it's quite it's quite the commitment, right? It is, but oh well. I'm stoked to start over, and I will be stoked to um, have these Persona games on my Switch when they arrive. If if anyone listening has never played a Persona game and you have a Nintendo Switch or you have any of these platforms, if you have Game Pass, just check it out. See if you like it. It is a big time commitment. Um, if you don't play a lot of games that take a lot of time, like I don't usually do that, but the the character development, the story, the like the the style, the everything, it's so good. Mm. Um, the music's great. Anyway. I'm not not a huge RPG person in general, but these are so well done. Just put it on easy or casual, like whatever. Just enjoy the story. Just go along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I like to do anyway. 
I don't want my persona to be difficult. I just want to like play a long season of a show, multiple seasons of a show, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, with some fun combat in there. Uh, anything else on persona from you? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, that's all I got. Glad all it's, right. it's available in more play. I, I feel like there's been a, a long time where I'm like, Oh, just release persona five on the switch. You know, like that's what we were hoping for. That's what I we know. were running for. I know. And now it's like persona, we got persona five, persona four, persona three, whatever you want on wherever you want it. So yeah, no, it's great. I'm glad they listened. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait to start playing Persona 5 probably a little bit this weekend on my Switch. Hmm. Uh, okay, uh, last news item here. EA shutting down servers for loads of very good, very old games, according to this article from Kotaku. So it's saying e uh, Electronic Arts has moved quietly to begin the process of shutting down the online servers for a bunch of old games. Some of them are classics. Um, so, ooh, actually, as of today... Army of Two, The 40th Day, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, and Dragon Age Origins, the multiplayer screen sh- screenshots server. All of that is shutting down as November the 9th. Command & Conquer, Red Alert 3, Command & Conquer 3, Tiberium Wars, Command & Conquer 3, Kane's Wrath, and Mercenary 2, World in Flames. That is, those servers are shutting down. Uh, the 30th of November is Onrush, and then in January, January 19th of 2023, the servers for Mirror's Edge, NBA Jam on Fire Edition, Gatling Gears, and Shank 2 are all shutting down. The only ones that I really care about personally in this list is NBA Jam on Fire Edition, but honestly, I haven't played that online in quite some time, or maybe ever. Yeah. I don't know if anyone is still using those servers, but now I think I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest hope that you have is that you can still download these games and play them offline. Um, however, you know, a lot of newer games, they require an online check-in, right? So probably the most recent example was, was overall overwatch one, right? There's, there is no overwatch one without blizzard servers. So, Oh yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I, yeah, I got stuff to say about, about the current state of overwatch later. No, no, Anyway, so yeah, if uh, any of those games you are fans of and you want to play them online before they're gone, well, too bad if you like Army of Two or Dragon Age Origins. Um, mm. Well, I guess it's just the screenshot server. But anyway. <laughs> if, you know, if, you know, hopefully you don't like Dragon Age Origins screenshot server. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, well, anything else? No, light light on news this time, but you know, that that usually just means that there'll be tons of news next time. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, I don't know. There's there's plenty out there, but I just some of it I'm like, no, I've already read a bunch about this. I don't feel like talking about this. I'm just gonna regurgitate somebody else's ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call, right? I mean you you guys know where to get your news. Yeah, you know, we're not <laughs> come on. A retro game focused podcast every other week. We're not going to have the most up to date, cutting edge. 
You're, hey, we still we still got some. We got we got spirit. It's okay. This the same person that's now catching up on this three hundred years later. He's like, I don't even know what persona is or they. <laughs> I'm not just gonna assume. You're right. So anyway, even though I kind of did, it was auto, it was so automatic. I'm trying to stop that. Mm. Um, I'm trying to stop like automatically assigning like gender in my speech if I don't need to. So. Anyway, sure, yeah, no, I mean, little, little digression. Yeah. I mean, I just generally speaking, I, I'm not afraid to use they, if I've not met them in person or heard anyone else use a pronoun for them, you know? So, I mean, really though, if I look at the metrics that are on this podcast, I could say he, and it would probably, it'd probably be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. The, those can, those things can always change. So, Hey, if you formally identified as he, and now it's she, congratulations, you know, or, yeah. or they, I, I wish you luck. Hey, <laughs> you know what? Like it, it takes the, somebody had to really like actually think about it. Whereas I feel like a lot of us have, I, I'm going to call, I'm going to call the luxury of not ever having to think about it. Yeah. Because like i you know we've just felt i guess fine in the way that people automatically identify us so we've never had to correct anybody yeah. so yeah yeah i suppose so i don't have anything to add on that yeah <laughs> while we uh while you the listener can can chew on that we can get on that get in on that time machine <laughs> all right let's go, let's get in that time machine We have arrived. Uh, it is November the 18th. The year is 2001. And we, we've been here before. The, yeah, the, this, it, feel, this place feels familiar. Yeah, I think, it's only, I think it's only a few days after another game. I think from episode 15, if I recall correctly, which was wow. Halo, Halo Combat Evolved. Um, and I was not able to just go pull all the same stuff because I guess in episode 15, I wasn't as detailed as, <laughs> as we are now. Uh, no shortcuts. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, man, I got to go back and listen to some of our early stuff. We even look at the, the early outlines. Anyway, 2001, November 18th, the song that is, that is playing on the radio right now, Family Affair from Mary J. Blige. What a great song. Yeah. Uh, I would just listen to that a little bit ago with uh, my partner. She was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I love this song. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good song. Uh, and then the number one song, now that, the, now that that is wrapping up, the number one song in the UK is playing and is If You Come Back from Blue. Oh. I had never heard the song. I listened to this for the first time. I'm sorry, but I could only stand it for about 20 or 30 seconds. Oh, really? <laughs> now, it's not because the music itself is bad, but like the singing that's in the video that they linked to is just kind of bad. I see. Yeah, it is a live performance in the in the link, so They're just they're I not mean, they're live. not hitting they're not hitting their notes if yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, I was just like, wow, I hope this wasn't the version that was number one. <laughs> yeah. There's a little issue with harmonizing. So, uh, yeah, listener maybe, they beware. Can't, maybe they can't hear each other. I don't know. Anyway. So other things going on this month, uh, November 4th, baseball world series, the major league baseball 
that is. Uh, Arizona beats New York Yankees 3-2 to two in Game 7 at Bank One Ballpark. It was the Diamondbacks' first title. Uh, November 6th, TV drama series 24, starring Kiefer Sutherland, premieres on Fox. November the 15th, Microsoft releases the first Xbox game console in the United States. November 20th, U.S. President George W. Bush dedicates the U.S. Department of Justice headquarters, the Robert F. Kennedy Justice Building, on what would have been his 76th birthday. Music albums released this month include Britney from Britney Spears, Laundry Service from Shakira, I Get Wet from Andrew W.K., Misunderstood from Pink, Cocky from Kid Rock, and self-titled albums from Smash Mouth and Hoobastank. Uh, movies released this month include Behind Enemy Lines, Black Knight, Out Cold, Spy Game, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Monsters, Inc., Shallow Hell, and Amelie. Video games released this month include Halo Combat Evolved, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 on the GameCube, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty for the PlayStation 2, Civilization 3 for the PC, Madden NFL 2002 for the GameCube, Super Smash Bros. Melee for the GameCube, Return to Castle Wolfenstein for PC, and Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2 for the GameCube. And, you know, in case we don't have a whole lot of uh, Potterheads out there, um, the uh, Philosopher's Stone was the uh, UK's title for the book, uh, The Sorcerer's Stone. So Yes. Uh, so w- is it also called The Sorcerer's Stone in the US for the movie, or was it The Philosopher's correct. Stone? Correct. Okay. Yeah, it was called The yeah, uh, Sorcerer's Stone for the movie. So I, See, I thought that was weird, because I knew about the title difference, and when mm-hmm. I looked this up on the website for all the movie listings, I thought it was U S site. So I was like, and the full, okay, maybe it was the philosopher's stone for the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's all, it's all good. You know, um, just, just, if anyone was like, what, I've never seen that movie. He never saw that Harry Potter movie. (laughs) That's, that's where, where it came from. But, um, yeah, I feel like, so, um, was, was Luigi's mansion considered a launch title? I thought that it was, or very close to launch. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I can't remember what day of the GameCube launched. Yeah. I know that we've talked about it before. Yeah. So that the September of, of 2001. So very close. Very uh, close. Well, that was in Japan. Japan. Oh. November 18th, 2001. So it was a launch game. Okay, cool. Because I, I, you know, I'll talk a little bit about my memories, my familiarity with this game, but <laughs> later, but, uh, I was like, I remember when the GameCube came out and that was the first game I saw basically running on it. Um, so we're going to get into a little bit of history, but, uh, as we stated, November 18th, 2001, it, today it is playable on the GameCube and they also have a, a, a sh- shiny little port on the 3DS which just came out a few years ago. Yeah. I really wanted to check that version out. If I would have given it any thought, I would have got that one going on the, on the 3DS. But anyway, for the history, <clears throat> the game was revealed at Nintendo Space World 2000 as a technological demo, or a tech demo, if you will, designed to show off the graphical capabilities of the GameCube. The full motion video footage had seen seen in later trailers and commercials for the game, but were not used in the final release. This footage includes Luigi screaming in horror at the camera, running from an unknown ghost in the foyer, ghosts playing cards in the parlor, 
ghost circling around Luigi and gloomy looking Luigi <laughs> standing outside the mansion with a lightning flashing. Excuse me. I was, I, was, I thought that was like uh, flashlight lighting. I thought that's what that's anyway. Um, these were animated at three graphic houses to pay homage to the GameCube. Soon after its creation, Nintendo decided to transform the demo into a full-fledged video game. A year later, Luigi's Mansion was shown at the Electronic Entertainment Expo, E3, alongside the GameCube console. Development was led by uh, Hideki Kono, Shigeru Mimoto, and Takashi Tezuka. A newer version of the game, more closely related to the final version, was revealed at Nintendo Space World 2001. The original plan for Luigi's Mansion involved a game where the levels revolved around a large mansion or complex. Tests were later done with Mario characters in dollhouses and such. Once it was transitioned into a GameCube project, Luigi was selected as the main character in order to keep the game original and new. The other gameplay ideas, such as the ghosts and the ghost-sucking vacuum cleaner, were added later. Older concepts, such as role-playing game-like system, which made real-time changes to rooms, as well as a cave area located under the mansion, were scrapped due to the inclusion of the new ideas. Luigi's Mansion was composed by Shinobu Tanaka and Kaizumi Tokata, and as such contains Tokata... Totaka's song, a song featured in almost every game that Totaka has composed. It is found by waiting on the controller configuration screen at the training room for about three and a half minutes. The main theme of Luigi's Mansion was orchestrated and arranged by Shogo Sakai for Super Smash Bros. Brawl. The game featured voice actors Charles Martinet as the voice of Mario and Luigi, and Jen Taylor as the voice of Toad. Luigi's Mansion received an award for its audio by BAFTA Interactive Entertainment Awards in 2002. All GameCube systems support the display of stereoscopic 3D, and Luigi's Mansion was planned to utilize this feature. However, 3D televisions were not widespread at the time, and it was deemed that compatible displays would be too cost-prohibitive for the consumer. As a result, the feature was not enabled outside of development. Did that have something to do with the digital ports that are on some GameCubes? I think that was maybe planned for... um... Maybe 3D. I, I forgot there was a purpose for it that w- ended up being scrapped. So, yeah, that's why it was also used for component video cables, right? Right, okay. Um, great. So, uh, as for the reception, commercially, Luigi's Mansion is the most successful GameCube launch title and the best selling game of November 2001. It sold 257,000 units during its first week on sale in the United States. According to Nintendo, the game was a large driving force behind the GameCube's launch sales and sold more copies in its opening week than Super Mario 64 had managed to sell. Despite meager sales in Japan, around 348,000 units in total, it became the fifth best-selling GameCube game in the United States with sales roughly 2.19 million units. In total, it sold 3.33 million copies worldwide by 2020. Uh, It was also 
one of the first player's choice titles on the console, along with Super Smash Bros. Melee and Pikmin. Critically, Luigi's Mansion was positively received, with reviewers praising the game's graphics, design, and gameplay. GameSpot stated that Luigi's Mansion features some refreshing ideas and flashes of brilliance. The gaming magazine Nintendo Power praised the game for being very enjoyable while it lasts with its clever puzzles and innovative gameplay. GameSpy said that the game features great visuals, imaginative game design, and some classic Nintendo magic. The game was referred to as a masterful example of game design by GamePro. Game Revolution stated that the graphics were quite beautiful and the interesting game mechanics are enjoyable. Game Informer praised the gameplay and referred to it as brilliant and up to par with Miyamoto's best. The audio was praised by IGN, who considered Luigi's voice acting as cute, humorous, and satisfying, and GameSpy, who declared the soundtrack remains subtle, amusing, and totally suitable throughout the game. The Japanese video game publication Famitsu awarded the game with a gold rating and noted that the control system, while tricky at first, works well. The game has also received criticism mainly because of its length. GameSpot said that that Luigi's Mansion fails to match the classic status of Mario's adventures and that the short amount of time it takes to complete, it makes it a hard recommendation. The review, however, also considered that the short length prevents the gameplay and audio from getting tiresome. GameSpot later named Luigi's Mansion the most disappointing game of 2001. Dang. <laughs> Uh, GameSpy also criticized the game's length, saying that it could be beaten in about six hours. AllGame declared that Luigi's Mansion ultimately fails to deliver a cohesive gameplay experience over the long term. Fran Mirabella III of IGN felt that the game was subpar due to its predictable, formulaic gameplay. G4's TV show X-Play criticized Luigi's Mansion on their special on Mario games and media, calling the game a letdown for players waiting for the first Mario game on the GameCube. It's not a Mario game, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Well, it was a letdown for players waiting for the first Mario game. Um, (laughs) So if they were hoping to capture some of that experience, it wasn't wasn't going to be this one, um, which is fine. They'll be disappointed with Super Mario Sunshine later. Uh, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion was awarded the 2002 BAFTA Interactive Entertainment Award for audio. The game placed 99th in the official Nintendo Magazine's 100 Greatest Nintendo Games of All Time. I mean, I love Super Mario Sunshine, but it <laughs> I know a lot of people did not. So, and still don't. All right, well, as far as the overview, in Luigi's Mansion, the main story is played out over four stages, with players able to access a training room and a gallery at Professor E. Gad's laboratory between stages. In each stage, players control Luigi as he explores the mansion's rooms and hunts down the ghosts that lie within them, acquiring keys to get through locked doors and eventually dealing with a boss ghost hidden at the end of the stage, with more rooms becoming accessible as each stage is completed. To assist him in this task, Luigi uses a flashlight and two inventions supplied by EGAD, the Poltergust 3000, a specially modified high-powered vacuum cleaner, and the Game Boy Horror to play or a play on Nintendo's Game Boy Color. 
In order to capture ghosts, Luigi must first use his flashlight to light up the ghost and, and stun it, revealing its heart. And when this happens, players use the Poltergeist 3000 to suck them up, steadily reducing the ghost's hit points to zero. The more hit points, the more time it takes for a ghost to be captured, giving them a chance to break free while leaving Luigi more exposed to being harmed. If Luigi's HP is reduced to zero from being hurt by ghosts, the game is over. Once a ghost's HP is reduced to zero, they are captured. Some ghosts cannot be captured easily until Luigi locates three special medallions, each granting the poltergust with the ability to suck up certain elements from the rooms and use them to capture special ghosts lying within the mansion. In addition to capturing the regular ghosts in the mansion, Luigi must also draw out special portrait ghosts for some rooms, each requiring a, con- a condition to be met to make them available for capture. Once all the ghosts in a room are captured, it brightens up. The music also changes accordingly, being pleasantly whistled by Luigi, <laughs> and while being haunted and spooky with when filled with ghosts, with Luigi humming nervously to the tune. I, I love these sections because they're just written in a much more <laughs> legible manner. <Yeah>. So... <laughs> Feels, I mean, it's yeah. it's less pasting facts together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe I should have got. I found I found a different source for some of the other information, and it was written incredibly different, and it was a very different type of information. So maybe if I find something like that in the future, I'll use that instead of Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, either, either way, I, it's just uh, I think you know, it's just interesting, like the contrast. It's like yeah, the the other stuff. I feel like can I still read, or it's <laughs> yeah. like just really difficult. Anyway. All right. Uh, Utilizing the Game Boy Horror, players can access a map of the mansion, seeing which rooms they have visited, what doors are open, and which remain locked. When Luigi finds a key during his explorations, the Game Boy Horror automatically indicates which door it unlocks. In addition to a map function, the device also keeps track of any treasure that Luigi has found. Rooms will usually have treasure hidden within, which can be either coins, gems, gold bars, and so forth, hidden within items and even in a chest that appears when the ghosts are cleared out, which Luigi can draw out and suck up with the poltergust. If a ghost harms Luigi, he sorry, there are so many commas right here. Yeah. He will drop a small portion to the collected treasure, sorry, of the collected treasure that he will need to recover before it disappears. Wow, that sentence. Yeah. It's a massive super sentence. Uh, after Luigi encounters a group of boos hiding in the mansion, the device can be used to find each one hiding in a room through the beeper sound and the flashing yellow light on the device, which turns red when Luigi is close to one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yes. It turns red when you're near. Um, booze can only be located in rooms that have become lit after their ghosts are cleared out. Jeez. That whole thing was... Yeah, Still, a massive paragraph. This whole paragraph two is two sentences. <laughs> what the hell? We were just talking about how much better written this is, and then it's like, here's a here's an even larger wall of text. That's two <laughs> sentences. <laughs> okay, booze are trickier to deal with as they can plant decoys and traps within objects. Uh, they wait. Oh my god. Boos are trickier to deal with as they can plant decoys and traps within objects they can hide in that can fool the horror 
and will escape into other rooms if they can, forcing the other play. This one was not the same person yeah. writing this sentence. Yeah. What is a period? Um, oh my God. Okay. Uh, once a stage is completed, all portrait ghosts are restored to their paintings by EGAD, which the player can view in his laboratory's gallery at which point <laughs> a result screen reveals the portrait ghost Luigi has managed to capture, comma, along with the total amount of treasure he has recovered for that stage. Once the final boss of Luigi's Mansion is defeated, the player is given a rating, A to H, during the end credits based on the amount of treasure Luigi has found. After completing the game once, a second mode is offered called Hidden Mansion. In the European version of, of this mode, the mansion appears as a reflection of the previous version, with bosses being made more difficult, ghosts and portrait ghosts being trickier to capture, and more ghosts being in some of the rooms. Look at that. Wow. This was probably one of the most difficult times I've had in yeah. reading this. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely, I mean, it, it was, they were trying to be concise but it did seem like they were kind of running on with their sentences there, just so. just put some periods somewhere my kind of thoughts this is the first game that i saw running on a gamecube in target and like i just sort of walked up to it and just sort of watched an awe like ooh, the lighting and <laughs> and but for the longest time up until i've actually played this game I didn't understand what this game was. Like, I understand that you like captured ghosts, right? Yeah. But like, how do you make a game out of that? Or, you know, what tracks your progress? Um, I mean, it, it's capturing ghosts, right? But it, they did kind of an interesting thing where it was kind of talking about in the overview, how it was broken up into sort of um, stages, you know, like, yeah. Part, part one, part two. So it would sort of unlock different parts of the mansion. Like basically as soon as you finish, get to a certain point, you're ripped out of the mansion. Like you, you get a call from professor Egad and said, Hey, you better come back here right now. Cause we have to uh, tally your score. Yeah. <laughs> basically we got to find out how many coins and gems you picked up. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like, it didn't have to be a linear experience like that or a, or yeah, like broken up. It seemed like they could have just let the the leash free and just let you sort of explore the mansion at your own pace and collect things. But they did a couple tricks when they pull you out of the mansion. They actually reset the mansion and change it a little bit, particularly the second time that you go back. I've noticed like a lot more things were sort of like lit up and sort of give you a new path. So I maybe that was used as a way to, I don't know, clear out memory or something on the GameCube or something. But, uh, but what about you? What was, what's your sort of experience with this game? So I, I also was like, what the heck do you do in this game? Yeah. Like, yes, you catch ghosts, but I never really played Luigi's mansion when it came yeah, out. I, I never bought it and I didn't know anyone who had bought it. That's funny for it being like the best-selling game. I also yeah. don't know. I also don't know if I know anyone who bought it when it was new. 
maybe maybe the friend of mine that gave me my GameCube, maybe he did when he got yeah. his his first GameCube. I was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and Wave Race Blue Storm. That's what I was playing. <laughs> and Super Smash, Smash Brothers Melee, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I didn't get my GameCube until the Platinum GameCube came out. And then my friend gave me his launch black GameCube. And that's what I still have today. Oh, it's a good console. It's yeah, a good he, color. <laughs> he, he gave that to me with uh, Mario Sunshine. Yeah. And so anyway... Um, I ended up a number of years ago now, probably like, man, it's probably been six, seven years. I picked, I picked it up at a arcade convention at one of the booths that was there. Like it wasn't crazy expensive or anything. Um, and it was like, you know what, I'll, I'll finally give it a go. And then like, I think I had started it, but then like, didn't, didn't even get far enough to save or do whatever. I think I just actually was probably just trying to make sure that it worked. I think that was my memory of like, (laughs) like firing it up. And then earlier this year, um, I played it on stream, played the entire game and I had a lot of fun with it. Like I, it's funny. I did go back and watch a little bit of my stream as well. Um, cause I, I have that all saved in an archive and just like the the initial frustration that I had with the uh, inverted controls. Yeah, I I had a lot of trouble at first with this game too. Yeah, and it's it's nothing that you can change in the options. It's just like it's inverted. So it uh, it definitely took a little while for the control, like for me to get used to the controls in the game. But ultimately, like I had a lot of fun. This game has a lot of charm and. Like, I, I like when they were talking about how Luigi also interacts with the music in different ways, depending on how things are going or if he's scared. <laughs> um, it is, yeah, there's, there's a lot of emotion being conveyed there, I think, and um, a lot of shivering. And I mean, there's a button basically dedicated to just calling out for Mario, which is so fun. Like, Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> it changes all the time. It's just the A button. You just sort of like press the A button, if, which is normally like, how do you interact with things like open doors, you know, shake cabinets. But if there's nothing to interact with, he just cries out for Mario. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny kind of towards the end of the game when you're doing it and he's like screaming, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed that he, you know, if, if there was tension, um, he would also scream in earlier parts in the game too. So, cause I definitely heard that a couple times, but <laughs> I didn't know that it was Charles Martinet that, that voiced Luigi, but that makes sense. Yeah. He, he does all the, like, you know, he's Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. Uh, okay. Um, I think Wario, I, I think I knew, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he did anybody else, but <laughs> anyway, well, what what in general did uh, you think about the music? The, the music's yeah, the music's good. I didn't notice it like a lot. I mean, I I I kind of like like the sound design. Like, I think I think it it has this like sort of cheesy sort of feel. Like some of the sound effects, like when you pick up items, it, the game kind of like like <laughs> just like in a really silly self-aware kind of like you know luigi gives a little grin or whatever um i mean i think it captures the atmosphere well 
Um, yeah, I, I feel like it really fits the game. Like it's it's not something that I'm gonna throw on and listen to while working as as you would do. At least not the whole soundtrack. Um, I've definitely could see if you know, like some of the tracks were like snipped into like a Nintendo Halloween playlist or something like that. I'd be like, hell yeah, like <laughs> this is awesome. But yeah, overall the the sound design. I think is, is like you said, it's very, very well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't seem as memorable as, as like maybe a lot of other Nintendo games that I've played. Right. So yeah, sure. It's the, the, the music in this case, isn't trying to like stand out as much. It's trying to like lend itself more to some of the spooky atmosphere of the game. definitely does have a sort of a spooky atmosphere and I don't know when a good time to talk about this would actually necessarily be, but so I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Did you notice some similarities to the original resident evil in any way? It's funny. I didn't think about it, but now that you're saying it, yeah, yeah. some, I could see that. Yeah. It's so, um, I was, I was talking about it with uh, Cunning Lynx on his stream recently, and he had mentioned it's like it's kind of like baby's first Resident Evil, you know? And it, at first, when I was playing, I definitely thought of that, but I didn't know if they were either making fun of Resident Evil or trying to emulate it with the little door animations, you know, that Luigi always oh, yeah. does on every door, you know? Like, I just, I don't know if they were trying to capture that or if they're like, haha, Resident Evil, but. <laughs> or if they just saw it and was like, oh yeah, that's a clever way to do a loading screen. Yeah. The game progression feels a little similar because you're sort of like, you know, you have to backtrack through these areas and unlock these new areas as you, you know, continue. And I, I'm not terribly familiar with, I've, I've watched some gameplay of Resident Evil. I haven't really played much of it myself. 
Yeah, so, I haven't played I haven't played a Re- uh, Resident Evil since I played it on the PlayStation when it was new. You know, uh, some of the lighting, you know, particularly like in the remake of Resident Evil, I, I did notice some similarities. Though this has a lot of a lot of moving light sources, I noticed in in the game. But um, yeah. let me know. I'm digressing a little bit too far from music, okay. unless there's anything else that <laughs> you want to talk about there. But um, but I just noticed that there's always this seemingly light source that follows Luigi wherever he goes, you know, just due to either his flashlight, whether it's equipped or not. And there's always these shadows that are moving from all the furniture, which I, I think was pretty novel for the time. He didn't have shadows that moved that much in games. Yeah. Well, and, and like the, the physics of like the fabric that would move, whether it was like the, the window treatments or if it was like the, uh, tablecloth, like whatever. And like being able to suck and grab onto those things with the poltergust and like the movement that you would get out of that and like the shaking items, I guess. I don't know. Like the, the lighting and then some of like, I don't know the, the movement and like the physics of some of the things was pretty cool. I, I would, I was kind of annoyed at first, um, with like how hard it is to like suck the tablecloths and stuff off of, tables and and curtains and things like that like to like rip them off but i I think it's actually kind of hilarious because you're kind of like it's like a real vacuum you kind of suck it up and you're like uh, it doesn't want to go down and then it sucks it all away (laughs) so i don't know it's kind of fun now that i've sort of gotten used to it and i kind of realize you need to sort of pull backwards if you really want to get the towels to go (laughs) um yeah, one hell of a bag on that vacuum. I just gotta say, yeah. <laughs> sucks up everything. Um. All right. Well, let's see. Characters. Obviously, we have Luigi. Yeah, he's the star of the show. And then uh, Professor Egad, which you mentioned in in the previous section, reading the Wikipedia article. Yep. Um. So, but Luigi is the only playable character in this game. Um, but, but, you know, you also see Toad in there. Toad's like in the foyer in the beginning. And I think, don't you also find Toad in other places too? Uh, yeah. So or different toads, toads? Uh, yeah. Presumably different Toads seemingly dropping keys down toilets and wells. Um, scatter, you know, found in the bathroom. Like I, I think I remember there was one specific bathroom when you, you go to it in like one of the earlier stages and it just says, uh, occupied. And then, so you come back later in stage two and that door is unlocked basically. And there's a toad crying and he's sad that he let lo- lost something important down the toilet. So you use the, uh, poltergeist and sort of suck the key out of the toilet. It's just so, it's so silly, but they, they are your sort of save points. They're your chocobos. That's right. You know, they are your save points. So they say, I can't do much, but I can do this. And <laughs> they start the save process, which is, which is cool. Um, oh, so you know what? I just realized we haven't talked about what the premise of this game is or why Luigi's even in this mansion. Yeah. Like the story. Um, yeah. So sure. isn't it, isn't it that you like you as Luigi supposedly have won a contest? Yeah. Yeah. So you, 
seemingly um, Luigi got a letter saying, hey, you want a mansion and it's all bright and sunny. And then he's sort of looking at it and he lowers it down. And he's looking up this, there's, it's replaced oh, yeah. with a spooky like mansion with thunder and all that. It's very cheesy, kind of perfect. But yeah, you've won this mansion and uh, Mario has apparently gone missing. So. Well, I think isn't don't do you guys all show up there and then he's gone or was he already gone? He was seemingly um when you get there Egad said, "Hey, uh, someone a little shorter than you and dressed in red went up there into the mansion and didn't come back." So <laughs> So it's like Mario got there first and Luigi's just showing up later and he's kind of late. So So Mario is missing again. Yeah. <laughs> Even after Mario was missing the game, which yes, right. I know that I've played that, but I can't remember what, like I'm, I know I rented it way back when anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yes. I don't, I don't remember. I know that's different than hotel Mario, but <laughs> that's the only. <laughs> so yeah, basically you're, you're now having to find your brother. He's, he's missing. He's been taken captive. And, and I, I think, you know, Professor Gad's kind of like, hey, there are there are ghosts in there. Um, take take my invention, and I, I can't do it. You you go do it, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, you you go save him. Take the stuff I made. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, um, I don't ex- exactly understand why, but he he's kind of he had some paintings, <laughs> and I guess the paintings got turned back into ghosts. And your job is to, you know, sort of. Yeah. So, so basically like the, the paintings in the mansion, they, they did hold these different spirits, but then somebody is letting them out. So yes, you got to go back and recapture them and basically take them back to EGAD so that he can put them back into the paintings. He's got this crazy machine. Um, anyway. So yeah, that's that's basically what you're doing and in various areas. Um like starting in area 1, there's three portrait ghosts. In area 2, there's six of them. Same thing with 3. No, actually 3, there's seven of them. And then in area 4, there's also seven portrait ghosts as well. Um and the final of them being Bowser. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Yeah, and you know, to be told, I have seen the final boss of this game either from you streaming and watching various speed runs of this game. Um, I did not finish it this time. Um, I did not make enough time to yeah, play the no game, worries. but but I did get a, I mean, a good chunk. I think I got through. I was on area three, and I think there's sort of like five parts to the game. So, I, I think I was getting there pretty close. I just uh, there's 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 four. So you were you got pretty close. Yeah it didn't feel like I was very close. And I think that was a little discouraging because I think you have to collect, uh, 40 booze. I had like 18 or 19 when I stopped. So we, we talked about it. You had said, Hey, those, those booze go fast at some point, but yeah. Like I think once you get into the second half of it, like, cause I'm trying to remember, I think I got like a whole section's worth or more. Um, like probably, I think probably actually as soon as you get to area four, it went really quick. 
it felt like. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, so yeah, you've got, you've got all of these, all of these portrait ghosts that you need to recapture and you'll find them in different, like different parts of the mansion. And there's generally something special about the interaction that you like, that you have to do to either get them to come out or to capture them. Um, I, I just thought that overall this game was very like imaginative in the way that it has, like that it makes vacuuming up a ghost fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it feel it's, it's, it's a lot like fishing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, you know, I can't say that I was like stoked with the, like the health mechanic, you know, of, yeah, you know, taking damage. And because one of the things is there weren't a lot of areas that I could reliably heal. It, it was kind of cool yeah. to like, okay, I remember in these parts of the mansion. So if I'm nearby there, um, or if I use the Game Boy Horror to select a, a mirror, I could warp back to the foyer and, you know, the, get back to some of those earlier areas where I know I could find some hearts, but yeah, I think saving was your best friend really because, uh, I, I didn't die, but I got pretty darn close on some of these bosses. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, it is, it is fun, especially once you get the hang of the aiming. Um, there was, I went one portion, there was these like shy guy ghosts with the masks and you have to suck the masks off. Oh Yeah. Uh, if you don't capture them, they get their masks back. So you have to get the the masks again. They sort of like despawn and respawn again. And they do that over and over. And it was a little frustrating, but it was kind of a learning curve for me. It's like getting my reflexes in because you only have like a quarter of a second to, uh, to, to stun them and suck them up. Like as soon as your flashlight hits them, you have about a quarter second to pull yeah, that trigger. That that took that took a little getting used to for me. Like it was it was kind of difficult at first to catch ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this, you know, uh has an estimated game time like like uh gameplay of probably like eight hours or something like that or or somewhere around in that neighborhood, no more than 13 or something. But I feel like a lot of that is if you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there are some puzzly elements to this game. Yeah, I think playing on stream, it took me probably like 11 to 12 hours, I would say. But, you know, I guess some of that is is sitting there and talking. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think some of it you really do need to know what you're doing because it's it's easy to kind of go in circles yeah. and sometimes not see something that's kind of, ob- you know, that they're, I guess, are hoping is obvious for the player. Um, yeah, I definitely did a bit of like backtracking into rooms that I had no business being in, but yeah, I just couldn't see what it was that I needed to see at the time. Kind of where I stopped, there was, there was one room that had like, um, it's like a star in the middle and there's a bunch of candles around you. Oh yeah. And if you enter the room and then you go try to go to the next part of the room, it resets you back to the first part of the room. Um, apparently what, what, 
I know how to use the fire. So I lit all the candles, but nothing happened. But I think what you have to do is go in there and spin around in place and light all the candles like quickly or something. And then the room changes. I don't know exactly. I was watching a speed. Yeah. I think they like all the candles need to be lit simultaneously. I think for something to happen. Yeah. And so that, that was like a part where I got stuck and I was just kind of frustrated by that. And I was kind of like mad enough at the game to where I didn't want to look it up or something. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I, I just didn't make the time, you know? So, <laughs> well, speaking, well, I, whatever, I guess this isn't really a segue, but <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of insert segue here? The, um, the common ghosts, any any particular ghost that you you liked you hated oh sure sure um so um i lost my tab with the characters there it is um i really liked how you know they introduced some new ghosts into this game even if the artistic design seems to like i don't know waver a little bit from tradition because Traditionally, you have booze. They come in various sizes, but they are booze. They don't really look yeah. like anything else. Some of them have tongues hanging out. Some of them <laughs> don't. <laughs> Some of them have teeth, but but more or less the same design. So, um, this one they've they've got some ghosts that they're I don't know. I think they're kind of they're kind of cute, kind of derpy looking, and kind of yeah. silly. Uh, so I, I think that keeps the game from being like too scary because, you know, if it was all just booze the whole time, I I could see how it might turn some people off. But the the fact that they're kind of, I don't know how to describe them there. Some of them remind me of like Grimace from (laughs) Ronald McDonald, like just kind of that shape, that sort of mitten like hands and silly faces. Um, of course there are some that are a little bit more annoying there there's some that grab you i forgot the grabbing ghosts is what they're called here they kind of just sneak up behind you and you can sort of see them in mirrors or if your flashlight happens to be near them but not on them or something they come up they capture you you gotta shake your joystick back and forth and they let you go those are a little annoying i talked about those um, I guess they are calling them ghost guys, not shy guys, but yeah, ghost, ghost guys. guys. And so those, those were a little frustrating at first, but I seemed to got the hang of it towards the end of, of that section. Um, I love that there are little mouse ghosts and little bat ghosts. Those are, <laughs> those are adorable, but they, they sure are annoying when you stomp on one accidentally. Um, what about you? Yeah, let's see the the ceiling surprise ghost, like the ones that were on the ceilings. <laughs> I always hated. Like yeah, for some reason, really I had a difficult loud. time getting those. Yeah, yeah, because you, you kind of have to turn around, but you have to be pretty close to them, but not too close, or you'll get hit. Yeah, um, and they kind of make a. I don't know what this yeah. <laughs> sound is, but they, you know, just continuous sound loop of kind of, and they got big old teeth and i i don't know they're just weird oh um, yeah that that sound that you did was close enough that it triggered it in my brain and i'm like <laughs> oh my god i hated those yeah hated those yeah i mean at least i knew pretty predictively where they were going to spawn so what i would do is kind of like you know walk over there backwards wait for them to pop out and then i could suck yeah. them up but yeah and not as fun as 
a lot of these ghosts, right? Yeah. I think that was the only one that like I constantly was just like, oh, not again. Yeah. And there's a a purple bomber variant that drops bombs too. That's just another little. Oh yeah, that one. I mean, physics and objects work a little funny in this game in general, right? Like sometimes when you're trying to suck up the ghost, these little um, poison mushrooms will just sort of shoot out and they bounce around the room like a beach ball or something kind of like a high speed beach ball. And if you get hit by it, you're just kind of like disabled for a little bit. Like you, you can't do anything. You just kind of have to wait for it to wear off. You're just small for some, which I thought was, I thought was a puzzle. I and I thought I was going to walk into a mouse hole or something like that, you know, but no, it's like getting the poison mushroom in the, the, uh, Mario games. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like uh, in, in Super Smash Brothers, that's another one. You know, I think in Melee, they had the poison mushrooms. Um, yeah, it's it's not good. I just, uh, I tried it a couple times. I noticed I'm taking damage. I'm like, okay, that can't be what I think it is. Um, but yeah, anyway, physics are just a little funny. You know, sometimes you get health and it just sort of like slides away. Like <laughs> you gotta go chase it. Um, it's It's kind of funny. So those bombs, I guess my point was they shoot out those, those bombs. You kind of just have to avoid it. They're not necessarily hard to avoid, but if you're trying to line up a shot or, you know, of your flashlight, it, it can sort of get in the way. Yeah. Well, I, I also like regarding, I guess, just the museum, or museum, the mansion itself. Uh-huh. Um, I like that there are also small areas like outside and there's like the the little below this wow i'm losing my word for it um it's it's like uh, a balcony there we go yeah balconies little backyard and so yeah i love below the balcony there's that little like ghost dog area but then there's like a little puzzle that you have to do Mm -hmm. to get to another area that you kind of like warp from there um, and just the like area in the backyard that ultimately like that's where you find the well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I, th- there's, there's so many different like cool rooms in the mansion, but I do like that they have like little areas like directly outside of it that are also like pretty interesting. Yeah. It's like this game, you know, like when you're talking about the size, it is, you know, minuscule compared to something like, Super Mario Sunshine. Oh yeah, it's a super <clears throat> small game from like the area that you're actually like playing in. But there it sort of slows you down, you know, with keys and having to open doors and stuff and it's like you're there's so much detail and character that's just sort of packed in. So it's like yeah. kind of in the same size if you took all that detail and you just shrunk it down to a small little environment it's kind of what it's, what it's like. So it, it's kind of worth exploring and looking around. I, I love all the rooms in the mansion. Cause I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of the, f- the funny thing with mansions. It's like, there's a room for any, everything. There's a gym. Yeah. There's a music room. Um, there was oh, something yeah, I like that room. Yep. There was a, a little, uh, dining, dining hall, like, um, you know, where you're, where you have the waiter ghosts bringing out yeah. food to the, <laughs> the portrait there. I thought that was kind of a funny fight. Um, there's, there's one that I'm, that I'm like missing. One was like a, it wasn't a bowling alley, but it was something like that. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I don't the remember. Wa- off the there's top a washroom. I remember. I'm looking for a list on here, but I I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know if there is one. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah, um, there there are definitely a lot of like a lot of cool rooms and a lot of like interesting ghosts that you see in each of them, or maybe not each of them, but in a lot of them. Um, like the the room with the portrait ghosts in Area Three for Henry and Orville. Uh-huh. Like the the baby's room, like I thought that was an interesting fight to like recapture them. Or one of them is like mm-hmm. flying around, and then I can't remember what the other one's doing. Like, but they're not flying. Yeah, I I feel like I only got um one of the babies. Oh, okay. Um, the, I think there there are two that you you go after because they're twins. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like I didn't get the second one so um can't help you there i wish yeah no worries <laughs> um i did find oh man uh, and madame claravoya yeah there's a fortune teller room and then next to that there's a a mirror room <laughs> i guess madame claravoya she helps you find things that you may have forgotten to pick up in like uh yeah or areas. like you have to take some of the, like you have to take the things that you find of Mario's to her, like Mario's oh. hat, Mario's shoe. Okay. Um. Yeah, she. I think after you capture, is it? Wait, do you capture her? I can't. I can't. No, I don't think now. you capture her. It's okay. It, it's okay. She's just kind of there. You light the candles, and she shows up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, because uh, you know, you you also uh, you know, you you played it on stream, so there wasn't really kind of a need to play through it all over again. Um, yeah, I did go so, back and like watch a good amount of it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I I I've, like I felt like I've had a decent memory of the game, even though you know I guess it's been a number of months since I played it. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was kind of fun rewatching it and like re-experiencing the the one-sided conversation with you and Gerald RX40 and Jeffrey and uh and uh Ziggy the numbers after his Twitch name I can't remember what they are, but anyway, mm-hmm. Ziggy and uh whoever else was oh yeah, and uh Tingus Bobingus. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Ah, oh, that was that was a fun time. So yeah, it was fun like watching that watching that back and like picking up what the the conversation was. I did find a map that sort of has all the rooms, but they, there's nothing really interesting here. Like there's Nana's room and the tea room, but I think I kind of <clears throat> got all the ones that I was particularly interested in, like the, the, the study, which is like the library. Anyway, it's just mansion it's just uh rich people houses yeah <laughs> huge you know <laughs> i mean people with mansions i don't even know why they leave they got they got everything in there <laughs> <laughs> they just stay home all the time <laughs> items and money there's not really items other than i think you get some upgrades to the poltergeist Yes. Yeah. So, uh, fire, ice, and water. I think those are the ones that I collected. I don't know if they're there was a fourth, but there was sort of this triangle relationship that they were 
talking about a bit in the game, you know, so like water beats fire and sometimes you'll just encounter ghosts that happen to be on fire or, or need to be burned or something like that. Uh, Mostly it seemed like there were fire ghosts. Those are the ones I found. Um, But yeah, so there's some, I guess they're like medallions or, or uh, medals that you sort of collect. Yeah. So, Oh yeah, that's what you get to do those things. But I'm sorry, you know what? I'm gonna take a step backwards to yeah. the to the ghosts because I found this list of all of the booze. Oh, okay. So they all had great names and like very fun punny names. Oh, oh, oh! You found the boo list. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, so like in area one, there's bamboo and <laughs> bootha. And Game Boo Advance, Taboo, Boolicious, and Turboo are are the, the boos that you need to catch in Area 1. Uh-huh. Okay. You're going to list them all, right? right oh, now? yeah, because okay, they're, okay. they're great. Um, yep. Area 2, there's Boo-la-la. I remember Boo-la-la. Yeah. <laughs> and boo, boo, I think there's a Boodacious in there, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes, there is Boodacious further down the list. Uh, there's uh-huh. Game Boo, uh-huh. Kung Boo. <laughs> Boogie, uh, Peekaboo, Gumboo, Boomio, Boodacious, like you had said, and then there's uh, the GameCube version, it's Booligan, and in the 3DS version, it's Bulldog. Wow. (laughs) There's there's variation there. Uh, In Area 3, there's Boo-Regard. Mr. Boojangles, <laughs> Limbooger, Boonswoggle, Boohoo, Shamboo, yeah. Booris, Boo, wait, Boogie? Or no, like sorry, a... Booigi. Sorry, I thought that um, was a, I thought that was an L for a second. I thought it was going to be Boo, um, Boogolgi or something like that. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yes, Booigi. And little Boo Peep. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, Area 4, there's Boo Behatch, uh, Boor, Boo Repeaties, uh, Boomerang, Boo's Caster, Boo Livia, Boo Nita, Under Boo, Tambourine, Boo Font, <laughs> Boolderdash, and Boo Teak. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they could have done some funny things here. Like, like, um, tambourine should, should have been in the music yeah. room, for example, but that was not the case. Um, but I just love how they kind of like, you know, um, like there, there's one that's a uh, shampoo that just like pops out. I'm like, Oh, I'm so fresh and clean. I'm shampoo. Like yes. <laughs> something like that. It's just like they have these little one-liners they say when they come out, they're just like waiting to announce their punny name <laughs> with a little introduction. It's really silly. Now, speaking of the booze, I think it's really neat how the booze can move from room to room. Um, yeah, I, it's a I, little frustrating. Yeah. But. I was going to say, I was, I was watching myself get frustrated with it towards the end of the game when I had like two booze left that I needed to get. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'd vacuum it for a second, take like five HP off and it would like go out into the hallway. And then I ran out into the hallway, do the same thing for like five or 10 HP, 
boom, back in the room I was just in. And then we did that little dance back and forth between the room and the hallway, getting like 10 HP or less at a time. And I was like, it's like a 300 HP boo. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So I didn't have, I had one that was a little bit more annoying, but less HP. There was, there was one in the music room and basically what happened at this point is that um, basically the, the, the boo, which was either boudacious or boo would, would pop into the next room. Well, the two rooms are connected by a hallway right outside, but there's a door. I don't have the key to that door. So what I have to do is go out the back door, walk through the oh, backyard, yeah. come back in, into that hallway and get uh-huh. back in. And then as soon as I try sucking it up, it would go back into the music yeah. room and you know, this isn't a normal locked door. Normal locked door, you could go from from one side; it would be unlockable, but yeah. not not in Luigi's Mansion. You need you need the key, regardless of what side of the door that you are on. <laughs> and it was just so annoying to me because even when that was done, I'm like, really, to get back to an earlier area, I got to go all the way around through the back because this stupid door won't unlock and give me a nice shortcut. Like the game is not unlocking any content for me. <laughs> it's just making my life miserable right now. <laughs> so that was, that was a little annoying. Uh, apparently in, um, it wasn't the music room. I think it was the gym is what it was. And apparently in that gym, if you run on the treadmill, a key will pop out. I didn't know you could interact with the treadmill that way. Oh, I don't, I don't know if that's the key and it's just like there, Oh, you use this to do a shortcut. But anyway, I saw a speed run of that earlier. There's a, interesting. There's a, there's a key for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Beauregard. Beauregard. They're in the rec room. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds right. That was real annoying. So I, I think I went back and forth like four times. <laughs> you enter the room twice on each and each time requiring a, a long trip around. For, for the, the end of this game, you wind up up on the roof and you're with a big old Bowser who I would say because they they blow him up in size, he's probably the least visually impressive part of the game. Yeah, I remember seeing the boss, yeah, earlier, like maybe a couple of years ago, and I was like, ooh, this, this is not aged well. Yeah, I mean, it just, it looks like they made a character model the size of Luigi and then just made it larger and stretched everything. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe they had to for everything they were doing. But basically, like, King Boo and Bowser have teamed up, and they're the ones who have taken Mario, and Mario's stuck in a painting, so you need to defeat the King Boo-Bowser combo and uh, get Mario back. So... I, I think it took me, when I was watching this, I think it took me three tries before, like, the first the first two attempts were me just figuring the fight out, and then the third one, once I had figured it out, it was pretty straightforward. But I, it didn't occur to me that you, like, initially, that you could just grab those big spike balls that Bowser throws out at you, and, like, he's he's way bigger than you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, he's he's huge. Like yeah. not, not quite Godzilla level, but like also not 
the normal scale of Bowser. Like he's, he's pretty big. Um, but yeah, like once, you know, once he's, once he's leaning forward and doing something with his face, whether he's spitting, you know, I guess her breathing fire out at you or, um, trying to suck you up. Either one of those is when you can throw that kind of spike ball back at him to blow up his face. His head comes off. You try to, you try to vacuum up King Boo. Um, but then like, and, and his, his head is floating there and still attacking you. And then yeah. King Boo goes back into the neck and the head reconnects. Anyway, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of horrifying. It's like, and, and when you're trying to suck up King Boo there, the Bowser's head's just flying in the air, just shooting stuff at you. Yeah. Um, she's like, what? Like, <laughs> that's a, that's against her. It's kind of horrifying, but, um, I'm actually watching a video of it right now. And it, this doesn't look as bad as I remember it. Um, but I remember just like, you know, seeing it and I was kind of like, I mean, this looks better than N64, but not like a lot better, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean everything else in the game looks looks pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say that Bowser's character model is the worst looking thing in the whole game. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say so, too. Which is which is interesting. The animation's pretty rigid too. Yeah, well, and then once you do complete everything, you get your rank, which I got rank E. <laughs> um, uh, e for excellent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, that, and then like you actually are given a mansion at the end of this. Okay. I think you can do like a new game plus type thing. I think, yeah, wait, that was in what you were reading. Yeah. Yeah. There is a new game plus, but you didn't, um, you didn't do that. <laughs> nope. I don't usually do new game pluses of things. Yeah. I understand there's like two endings sort of to the game. Also, depending if you collect all 50 boos or. You just collect the 40. Um, I think I wound up with 49 thinking I had 50 because I thought King Boo was going to be number 50. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. So, it, yeah, I saw my disappointment that I was like, wait, the game says I got 49. I thought King Boo was going to be number 50. That's why I didn't keep looking. Yeah. I think it's a little interesting that, you know, there's sort of this money collecting mechanic, but it, it seems like it's really just there to boost your rank. Right? Yeah. That, that's literally all it's there for. So it seemed like the guide I was following, it's like, Hey, you can do this and get a little extra cash. And it's like, sweet. What can I buy with it? It's like nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, okay. so it's, it's not clear to you when you're playing the game, that it doesn't do anything other than affect your rank, which also I had no idea there was going to be ranks or like anything at the end of the game. I was just like the whole game. I was like, why do I even need this money? Yeah. Like it, I, I can't do anything with it. What is my incentive? And it never explains what the, ex what the incentive is to get it. Okay. I mean, if you're, if you're going to, you know, be a mansion baron, you got to have lots of cash, right? I guess. But, you know, if it's already there in the house, why do you got to collect it? Just get it when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just go searching for money. Just. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to go out. Hold on. I'm going to just look through a couple cabinets and see how many gold bars I can find. Yeah. And rubies and 
Yeah. Some pearls. Pearls. Yeah, that's what those were. I was wondering what the, what the ghosts drop sometimes. Those, those, they look like big round marshmallows, you know. They're just not very shiny, you know. I, I wasn't thinking that they were pearls, but that makes that totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, all in all, I think like the the game is pretty unique. Yeah. Um I and like it it answered the question, what the heck do you do in this game for me? And overall, like it was pretty fun. I mean, you know, I did have some small frustrations and some of the backtracking and just like not noticing what the solution was for something. But um, in general, I was very glad when I played through the game on stream. Like I had a lot of fun with it. And just like I, I kept remarking like, wow, I can't believe uh, like it. Like, I can't believe I waited this long to play this game. I feel like there were a lot of games that when I was streaming earlier this year that I did that with, where I was like, wow, this game is great. Why didn't I play this before? Yeah, I think if I, you know, if I was a kid, I would have, or when I was a kid, I would have enjoyed this game. So, and I really did like the puzzle mechanics of the game. I did like figuring those out. Um, I might've had a little trouble when I was a kid, but I had, uh, I had trouble with Mario sunshine, which that game is pretty straightforward, <laughs> like for the most part. Um, but yeah, I, I also, yeah, don't know why I waited so long. I am tempted to finish it, but there are so many games to play, you know? So, yeah, um, there are, you know, I'd say if, if you feel if you feel the itch, scratch it. If you don't, then it'll be there if you ever want to play it again. Yeah. And, you know, just because I'm, uh, I, you know, just really, uh, really loving the Steam Deck, I emulated it on there. And that was, and I, there was a little widescreen hack that, you know, so I had the full screen, which is cool. It only caused some minor little weirdness. Like sometimes I would see NPCs through the walls and things like that. I'm not supposed to see that would normally be hidden or when you're opening a door, you see Luigi's arm is kind of like a ghost. It actually kind of just fades out because you're not supposed to see that far. But I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was totally fine. It was, uh, played, played well at a solid frame rate. So yeah, everything everything that you've talked about regarding the Steam Deck and emulation, like that has been primarily what's been making me think again, like maybe I do want one of these. Uh, yeah, I I I think you should get one. I think you know, and I just I don't want to rub it in or anything like that, but <laughs> like uh, you know, I, but I it has been just a just a delight and a pleasant surprise, you know, for me, like somehow it's like better than I expected. Nice. So, yeah. 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 I've been, I've been wanting one since you've been playing, uh, playing the show games on it. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing like everything. Cause that was the thing I was like, yeah, I'll be mostly focused on like indie games in my steam library. Cause you know, I've got a lot of those just a yeah. lot of games in the backlog, just sitting there. Like it'll run those t- 2d platformers really well. I'll just get to them later. But um, I've sort of found out the emulation potential and I'm just kind of like, I think I'm just going to play everything here from now on. <laughs> it's, it's too convenient, you know? So, yeah, I, yeah, I have, I have wanted to be able to have something handheld to play mm. um, old games. So yeah, we'll see. 
Maybe maybe I'll put it on my Christmas list. Yeah. <laughs> I just got the dock too, actually. Nice. In the, mail. the the Steam Deck dock. <laughs> the deck dock. <laughs> deck dock. Anyway, I just that's fun to say, but yeah. You have to send me some deck pics. <laughs> deck dock. <laughs> you got it. I, I just I couldn't I I just I can never resist. Yeah. <laughs> um all right well i guess and anything else on luigi's mansion or should we go back to the future that's all i got all right let's get in that time machine we have arrived back to present day which again is the past for you listener it is october the 20th 2022 And this is the part of the show where we talk about stuff that we have been playing in case this is your first episode that you're listening to. Welcome. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. You've made it this far. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, there's, there's a lot of the same for me and I guess a little bit different in, in the stuff that I've been playing. So Overwatch 2. It's great. (sighs) You love it. I mean, so See yes, the last game you'll ever need. Uh, not really. Nope. So there, there's like 25 million people playing Overwatch 2 now. Uh-huh. I think Overwatch, before Overwatch 2 launched, was somewhere still like maybe around a 3 to 4 million active player base. So there's a lot of new people. Mm. With a lot of new people comes a lot of toxicity. Oh, okay. So that's been kind of a bummer. Like mm. the player base has been really toxic <laughs> and also now with the daily the dailies to try to get as much as you can experience wise for your for the battle pass for the season and then your weekly challenges. It's feeling like work the way that I was afraid it would. So that coupled with the toxicity, the toxicity of the player base especially is what is bumming me out. Um, I've decided to take a little break from Overwatch. Okay. Which... Should say something because I have been playing the heck out of this game for quite a while. Like it's been, I think it's been in my, what I've been playing consistently for months, heck, maybe even a year. Um, so, you know, I, I, I really enjoy the game, but there's no chill in this game right now and it's kind of frustrating. So that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm backing off and trying to look to other experiences. So to, to look to another similar but less stressful experience, I've started playing Team Fortress 2 again. Oh, cool. How, how are the servers doing over there? Great. Great. There's still a lot of players. They're not toxic. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, someone's kept, come, someone new, come in, <laughs> make yourself at home. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been quick to matchmake for games. Like they have a whole like queuing system, you know, 
similar to all the the modern day games. You don't have to go through the server browser. I don't even know if there is a server browser anymore. It wasn't obvious to me, but I haven't I haven't played in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's still fun. It's way way less stakes. People are nicer. You know, I I've still been playing, or I still played a you know a little bit of Overwatch two the other night with a group of friends. Playing with friends has been fun, but I think I'm at least for now. I'm taking some time off of solo queuing. Mm, okay. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's a real bummer to be a support right now. Like everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> like even when you do really well, people are like healer diff. Wow. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I have like triple the amount of heals as the enemy team. And somehow you're like, it's my fault that you die all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, not fun. No. So, so yeah, TF2 has been a lot of fun. It's always been fun. It's been around for 15 years now. I'm going to probably keep playing a bit of that. Playing Soldier has been fun. Engineer was my main, but Soldier was almost like it was a close second. Uh, and that has been feeling very good within my first like couple games. I was already like the top of my team and I was like, it's like I never left. <laughs> yeah. I got confused for a second there when you said soldier. I'm like, wait, is this overwatch or team fortress? Team so, fortress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both have soldier, <laughs> but very different soldiers. Yeah, correct. So yeah, TF2 is fun. It's free. Should check it out if you never have. Yeah, um, I, I barely have. That that actually does sound like fun. So let me know if you're playing that and I'll yeah. take a peek. Um, I'm sure it plays on the Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive it does. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, it just won't play on a modern Mac OS because uh, uh, it is a 32-bit application. Therefore, oh, okay. any modern Mac system is like, nope, sorry. Sorry, brah. Th- that was actually one thing that... Um, uh, well, I it's okay. That's a weird Steam Deck. Um, there's something about Half-Life 2 Episode 1 that is a little bit funny. Like, it is, it's the only Half-Life game that's not, like, verified for Deck. <laughs> there's wow. something about that game for some reason. I don't know what it is, but... Interesting. The uh, I was having a little trouble with controller mapping at first. I fixed it. It totally works and everything, but it's just like, I, what is with this particular part of the trilogy? <laughs> that, yeah, that's so, weird. Yeah. I'm sure it'll it'll come along, but anyway... Um, it does look beautiful and plays on Mac settings on there, like in handheld. It's like, nice. It's, be, it's nice. I've actually even heard it'll run like the Half-Life 2 trilogy in 4K. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So also continuing on with Detroit Become Human, doing that with my partner. Like I just, like I described last episode, we're just kind of keeping up with playing a board game or a video game a video game so yeah we're continuing on with the the story of that game i've been playing a little bit of animal crossing new horizons i've been decorating my island with halloween stuff because i want to see if i could have uh, a a play session with my goddaughter have her come to my island for halloween and be like hey i decorated this place so hopefully that you would like it um cute yeah i've put i've put a lot into decorating the island which i don't know don't normally do but i thought she might get a kick out of it okay 
Um, and then lastly, yesterday when I was in a funk, wanted to play something, didn't want to play anything competitive, and I didn't know what else to play, I fired up Power Wash Simulator from Game Pass on my PC, uh-huh. and I just power washed some stuff. It was great. It was, it was, it was, it was genuinely fun. (laughs) Okay. But I mean, you know, in a like mindful, cause I was, I was chatting with you and, uh, Gerald RX 40 on discord and just like slowly power washing this van until it was like pristine and like sparkling and wonderful. And then I started power washing this person's backyard and I finished up with all their brick trim like along their walkways, I power washed there. Yeah, uh, there. Something very satisfying about cleaning in this way. Yeah, like, like I, I power washed the the bar the the gas barbecue grill. Um, I don't know a number of other things, but it's it's satisfying. It's nice. I you know I don't exactly have a power washer at home. It's one of those like things that I want to get one of these days. But I have this like power washer attachment for my hose and that thing's great <laughs> i love it i wash my car with it i can reach the top no problem and um it's not exactly the same but i'm gonna have to try out power wash simulator because there's something about that i keep hearing good things it's it's just satisfying if you just want to just really chill out mm-hmm. and like have a nice little mindfulness type experience mm-hmm that's it though. That's all I've been playing. Oh yeah. My list is even shorter. Um, I had a mindful experience, but I'm gonna cover that second. Um, first thing. So Sims four free to play. We talked about that last time. I, so I picked it up on steam finally. Uh, so I, this whole time I've been playing it through the EA desktop app. Um, cause I owned it in origin and that, that purchase carried forward. Yeah, it's. It, I was really pleasantly surprised to see that it just sort of carried my save over. Any DLC I think that I have in the EA desktop app is also activated. So it kind of just like merged my purchase because I actually uh, picked up the Seasons expansion, which uh, comes with some new clothes for your Sims. So you get some more like weather. Uh, they're like... There are certain clothes that have like weather effects, you know, like this is good for hot weather. This is good for cool, cold weather, winter. And basically just sort of adds weather to the game. And it seems like, I don't know, like every few weeks in game, the the weather will change to another one. And you can sort of change on the fly to like when I start playing, I was like, what, what season do you want to play in? And I'm like, oh, okay. Summer, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of neat like that. So I, I just, I'm, this is my first expansion pack. I've been playing pretty much the base game forever. And I don't know, my creativity just keeps flowing with this game. I'm not burning myself out with it. I'll play a couple hours a night and then I'll skip a day and then play a couple hours a night and skip a day. And I'm just like, you know, creating these little stories with these simps that are in there. And I kind of realize that it's really similar to Minecraft and that your imagination fuels your experience. It's like, for people who don't understand The Sims, it's it's kind of like a sitcom. You're creating a sitcom for your characters and you sort of you decide what's going to happen. Right? So 
the story just keeps flowing. So I keep playing. So, and that's what I've been playing a lot of. It's probably the reason I didn't beat Luigi's mansion because I've just wanted to chill out and play the Sims. And I put YouTube or a Twitch stream on in the background. It's, (laughs) it's great. It's been a great wind down game for me. Cool. There is one thing I mentioned that I played a board game earlier with some coworkers at work. We have like a little get together, get people that are, get them into the office if they're not normally into the office. And uh, we played my boss's current favorite game. And my boss has lots of board games. Like he could fill a library shelf, like (laughs) with all the board games he has. This is his favorite game. And uh, what it is, it's sort of like, a social interaction game, I guess it's not really like, it doesn't have necessarily a board that you play with. Um, you ever play like, um, thumbs up, seven up. Um, yeah, a long time ago, kind of put your heads down and you know, someone touches your thumb and then you have to guess who touched your thumb. Yeah. Well, this is like, stretched out to like a whole game and and sort of the idea is there's um there's similar games to this like werewolves werewolves is one like the the popular one basically everyone has a role everyone's roles are secret there's there are good people and there are bad people and um the bad people want to kill everyone um through you know voting or their various powers and um until they have a majority vote where they get to a point where there's um, basically a, a uh, one to two ratio, because then what will happen is the bad person will kill one person and they can't be voted majority to kill. So that's, <laughs> they win. Um, so this is like that. Um, but unlike most of those games that are like this, when you're killed off, uh, you actually can still participate in the game. So even though you're dead, you can still talk and, you know, uh, in werewolves, for example, where there are werewolves going around killing someone every night, um, you have to sit there quietly and just observe for the rest of the game. This is not like that. <laughs> so in fact, uh, certain roles, cause you each get a role that's sort of secret to you. You can tell people if you want, but there's nothing to say that you're lying, like saying, no, I'm a good guy. And you're really a bad guy. So um, some roles, when you die, you actually get special powers. <laughs> so like you can learn information about others. You can prevent others from dying. Um, so kind of what happens is the storyteller tells everyone to put your heads down and then he'll wake one person up and they'll have some sort of interaction. And they, it might be the evil people say, kill that person. That person's dead, you know? <laughs> and then the next morning when they wake up, they all die. Anyway, we had a lot of fun with this. Uh, sometimes storytellers will play music during the head or music during the head down so that everybody, uh, no one can hear interactions or anything like that, or, or who's being woken up and all these sort of things. We did something else, which is if you don't have music, you sort of tap on the table. You just sort of tip, tap, tap, tip, tap it. And just sitting there closing my eyes and everybody tapping was an incredibly Zen experience and mindful experience for me. There was, it was kind of like jamming out in a band, you know, but everyone is just like, you can just do whatever you want and no one's going to care. And sometimes we'd sync up the, the beats together and it was like a great way to just like turn off my mind. And that felt so good. And I can hear Jeffrey just telling me, Hey man, 
you ever try meditating? <laughs> and so maybe this is the universe trying to tell me something, but that was really fun. I felt in, like really invigorated after the game. Uh, we killed the demon, so we won. Nice. But it was pretty, it was pretty close. Like if a couple more people had died, we would have lost. So right on. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything. I have been playing a little bit of the next game. If you want to, if, uh, if you don't mind, I can talk about that. Not at all. I had a hard time deciding. Um, this is the first time I've got the pick a game that's on Halloween. Uh, last year you sort of picked it, or at least, uh, it was either right on or very close to Halloween. This one's going to be costume quest. Uh, and a lot of people haven't heard of this, but that's why I'm really excited to talk about it. It's the most Halloween ass Halloween game that I know. And I think it really captures the spirit of, uh, being a kid in Halloween and, uh, it's fun. So if you haven't heard of this at all, it's sort of, you're, you're going on a quest and, uh, you're playing as these kids and the, you uh, occasionally will get into battles and based on your Halloween costume, uh, you sort of become real life versions of those uh, characters and then you interact the battle. So the battles are epic and explosions. It's on Game Pass as of, uh, I think it was November or sorry, October 11th. It was on Game Pass. So check it out. It was also free on games with gold at some point because yeah. that's how I have the game. Cause I, I was like, Oh, I'll download it. Cause it's on game pass. And then it's like, Oh, you own this. <laughs> <laughs> no, silly. You can't, you can't play on game pass if you already own it, <laughs> but I want to, <laughs> but yeah, I, I started it earlier today as well, just to kind of start to get a feel for the game. And I, I have some thoughts, but I can't talk about it yet. (laughs) Nope. Uh, You're sworn to secrecy until the next episode. Or do you want to just do the next episode right now? We'll just start. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I didn't get that far. (laughs) Okay. Neither did I. So, (laughs) but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting through the rest of the game because it's, it's been good so far. One note I did have, cause I did want to test it out. There was a Linux version uh, for steam deck and oh. there was, um, well not for steam deck, but it had been previously ported to Linux yeah. and I was playing it and I was getting a crash at a very specific time. <laughs> um, I switched to the, I installed the windows version on the steam deck and it, Team, the crash and it way. runs better yeah and it carried the save over so i think that has less to do with the steam deck and more to do with sort of the age of that port or how it was okay. done so that i mean that was ported to linux years ago so who knows you know yeah. maybe it just hasn't received the same attention that the windows version has so probably not yeah well, cool. So, there, so there you have it. If you're gonna run on Steam Deck, let's try the Windows version. <laughs> um, all you have to do is check the box that says Force Proton compatibility, and it'll download the Windows version. So nice. Well, anything else? That's all I got. All right. Well, let's get the heck out of here. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. 
You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and many other podcasting applications. You can join us on Discord, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, come join us next time when we talk about Costume Quest. May your video games be fun, and bye for now. See you.